wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. 95% of people who see that two-minute clip do not go look for the full context and consume the full context before they make their own decision or their own comments, add their own comment as to what's going on. They just go off in two minutes. They didn't get the full context. This is what happens on social media all the time. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. 
you know, now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. To go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you should be happy when people question your points. And before we get into why that is, let me remind everyone, I send out a text message for free every morning called the Daily Motivation. To everyone who's in my texting community, this message will get, is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. You want to receive that message and be part of my texting community, just text me at my number right now, which is 305-384-6894. And every morning when that message goes out, you shall receive. Secondly, Work On Your Game University is the best place, is the place, the only place you can take the next step in working with me. That's where you get access to all of my courses, all of my programs, all of my coaching. And the physical mailings we send out every month. Everything you need to take your next step, you can get by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now let's get into the topic. Why you should be happy when people question your points. Now understand, if you are in the, especially if you're in the thought leadership space where you basically sharing your perspectives and opinions for a living, hopefully you can get to doing it for a living. You're doing it consistently. All right, somebody's going to question you. Now you're putting enough opinions, information, uh, materials out there, especially online, where everything is easily accessible from the comfort of somebody's own phone, you're going to get people questioning you, challenging you, pushing back against something that you shared or something that you said. This is just going to happen. It's just a normal part of the game. This is going to happen. Now, sometimes, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, you'll have people being negative and just trolling you, being nasty for no reason. You're going to get a few of those. But sometimes you're going to have people who legitimately have challenges to your points, and they are legitimate challenges, and they're respectful about their challenge. And it's a challenge that you could respond to. Actually, for the most part, I think you should respond to. And I'm going to tell you about that as we get into our points. Today, I'm going to tell you why you should be happy when you are challenged. Again, when somebody challenges you in a nice way, even though they are challenging, you're doing it not in a way to try to be nasty, but they're challenging you because they just have a different perspective from you and they do it professionally, respectfully, and why this is to your benefit and how you can use it. So I'm going to tell you why all of these things are good and what to do about it. Let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is why you should be happy when people question your points. First thing is somebody questioning you is an opportunity for you to solidify and build a stronger foundation upon which your argument stands. That's the good thing about having your points challenged is that now you can just make a stronger, you can build a stronger foundation for why you're saying what you're saying. Because, hey, maybe you made a point in a tweet that was only, how many characters do you get on Twitter? 280 characters. Or maybe you said something in Instagram reel or a TikTok post that was only a minute long and you didn't have a chance to give more foundational basis for why you were saying what you're saying. You couldn't give enough context. And now that somebody has challenged you, now they are giving you an opportunity to give that context that maybe you missed before. This is one of the reasons why I love having this show and the reason why I love it to be a solo show is I could take 20 to 30 minutes every single day and I can give you all the context necessary to support any point or argument or position that I have. I can give all the context. There's nobody stopping me. I'm not limited to a 30 second blurb of talking. There's no time limit to how long I can go. I could do an hour long episode if I want to. I have in the past. 
And there's nobody stopping me from giving as much context as I would like to give. So the good thing about somebody challenging you is that you can give all the context necessary for your point. So if somebody challenges something that you have already thought about deeply and you feel like you have a clear perspective on that thing, you should be happy because what this person has done is given you an opportunity to more solidly state why your point is your point and to build more solid ground for your argument. And if your argument is sound and you believe it is, then this should be all good news for you. Anything that I've said on this show, for example, I'll be happy for anybody to publicly challenge me on anything that I've said because it will give me more opportunity to further establish why my position is my position. And as I said a few minutes ago, that's why I like the show being the format that it is, where it's just me. I don't have guests on. I'm not sharing airtime with anyone else. So I can take as much time as I want or as little as I want to talk about anything that I want. And because I usually give full context when I make the point the first time, usually I don't have to worry about anybody coming in and saying, hey, well, you didn't bring up this or you didn't say this or you didn't talk about that because I'm doing that every single time, even when I make the point the first time. So I don't have this challenge of I had to be quick and I didn't get to say everything. I get to take it. If I want to go slow, I can go slow. If I want to go faster, I can go fast. So as long as somebody's not trolling me or you know, being intentionally nasty with what they're saying, I'm happy to engage with anybody who wants to question or challenge anything that I've said. And anybody who's a critical thinker is willing to stand on their convictions and arguments and will share this very perspective. I have been looking over the last year or so for somebody who has some fundamentally different positions from me on certain topics, certain topics such as just the whole wokeness movement, anybody in the LGBTQ, anybody who's a strong supporter of, let's just say, LGBTQ when it comes to what is being taught to children, anyone who is a firm supporter of something like critical race theory slash BLM, all of these things, anybody who's a strong supporter of any of those things. I've been looking for someone who is a strong supporter on those subjects because I have publicly on this very feed trashed many of those subjects. Anyone who's a strong supporter of those, they can hold a civil discourse conversation to come on this show and actually talk with me about those things. Not even necessarily debate me, but just have a conversation about it. If it becomes a debate, fine. But I've been looking for somebody who actually has the internal fortitude to do it and also the conversational skill to do it to where it's not going to be a bunch of straw man arguing. It's not going to be a bunch of people just eluding the topic and not saying you know, what actually needs to be said. Someone who can actually stand on it with some actual solid points. I've been looking for this person. I have not been able to find him. Now, granted, I haven't been looking super hard. But when I have put out the call for this and actually reached out to some people about this, I've gotten no response. But I'm looking for someone who is capable of doing that because I don't think I have the perfect answer on any of these things, but I am willing to engage with someone who has a different perspective. But I have yet to find the person who has the combination of a different perspective and the conversational skills to actually talk about it with someone who disagrees with them. And these people are fewer and further between these days than they have ever been. Moving on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why you should be happy when someone challenges your points. Number two, you may be challenged when someone challenges your point. You may be challenged to come up with a more solid or a better explanation or justification for what you've said. In other words, sometimes you may completely believe in the point that you've made, but for whatever reason, maybe your point just wasn't made strongly or solidly enough as to why you believe it. Maybe you made the point, but you didn't give enough supporting information or supporting evidence to help people understand where you're coming from. So when somebody comes up and challenges you, what they are giving you is an opportunity for you to dig deeper and make it even more clear why you're standing on the point that you're standing on. So an example of this would be most social media platforms these days, because most of the time when we see things on social media, 
we are looking at the headline, quote unquote, of whatever it is that got shared or put out there. So somebody will go find a 90 minute video on the Internet. They'll take a two minute clip out of it and they'll put out the two minute clip and they'll put their own commentary with the two minute clip. And 95 percent of people who see that two minute clip do not go look for the full context and consume the full context before they make their own decision or their own comments, add their own comment as to what's going on. They just go off the two minutes. They didn't get the full context. This is what happens on social media all the time. Often when people look at articles and headlines and things like that, people only look at the headline. They don't actually read the article or someone will see an excerpt coming from a book. There's a page and a half excerpt from a 200 page book and they only read the page and a half excerpt and draw their a full conclusion about the whole book based on that page and a half that they saw, which is taken completely out of context. This is what people do these days. They take things out of context without getting the full plate, so to speak, of what actually happened. And then they make their decisions based off that. Now, these are people who are not critical thinkers. And in the world today, most people are not critical thinkers. Critical thinking is more rare than you might think it is. So when somebody challenges you, again, they give you the opportunity to give that context. Social media on social media, most users are not investing the time to get the full context and they're drawing conclusions off of snippets of information. So this is why short form posts have become so popular these days because many people are not willing. It's not that they don't have the attention span to consume you know, the full plate of what's happening. Is that many people are simply not willing to give their time to consume the full plate of what's going on. Since people don't invest their time to get the full context, they get the short thing. And that's why you have a popular medium like reels and you know, these short videos that people are putting out, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, TikTok videos, 90 seconds or less. So if you have a 20 minute podcast episode like this one, most people are not going to invest the whole 20 minutes. Right? Those of you who are listening to this show, and you listen to it regularly. You are the exception when it comes to your attention. Most people won't invest the full 20 minutes, but they will watch a 30 second clip of that exact same episode. And even if the clip is taken completely out of context, they'll watch that and draw conclusions based off of that, whether it's positive or negative, without getting the full context. Because again, most people are not critical thinkers. They don't want to put time and effort into actually thinking. So when you are challenged by somebody, it may be because of this, maybe because they only saw a snippet of everything that you said, and they're judging you off the snippet without understanding what they're missing. So when you are challenged, again, understanding that this might be the reason, you should still be happy. Because it still gives you another opportunity to go deeper on your point. And if your point is solid and you have thought about it deeply and critically, then you should only be even more happy to go and talk about it even more because it's giving you more opportunity. So that's a win-win situation for you. You can create more content to serve the consumers and you get better at making your argument for the next time somebody might challenge you on it. And for the people who didn't catch it the first time, maybe they only caught the first snippet. Now they can at least get the second snippet. Now they got at least 15% of the full information instead of only 10%. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is why you should be happy when you are publicly challenged for your ideas. Number three, your ideas may not be as strong or as well thought out as you thought they were. I mean, we have to hold out for this possibility as well. Maybe you're just not as smart as you thought you were. Maybe your idea is just not as great as you believed it to be when you first made it. Now, depending on how good you are at formulating arguments and articulating arguments, this may be a rarity or a more common thing, but it could happen. All right. Maybe you just were not as solid on your point as you thought you were. Maybe you need to clarify your point. Maybe you need to say it in a different way. Maybe you are a little, a few degrees off on the target or whatever it may be. And possibly upon further inspection, maybe your argument was just not that good. I mean, this is possible. Now, depending on how articulate you are, how deeply you think about the things you believe before you actually say them, this could happen more often or less often. But it is possible that whatever you said, whatever position you took, Maybe you were wrong and you can come back and say, you know what? I was wrong about that. 
I had the wrong approach to that. Let me say it in this way and maybe it will be more clear. There's nothing wrong with you admitting that maybe you just had the wrong approach to something. This is a rarity these days that people admit this. And usually, in my experience, the more known a person is and the more strong they are in making their original point, the less likely they would ever be to admit that they were wrong in their original point. Now, when someone is a little bit, they have a little bit more humility in the point that they're making, or they're more curious rather than rather than assertive in making their original point, then they give themselves some leeway to go back and say, okay, all right, now that I see this, now here's what I think. And when someone comes out really strong and assertively on a point, even when they end up wrong, most of the time they don't go back and say, well, I was wrong about that because now I have new information and now I see things differently. Even if they do realize it, they won't say it because this will cause many people to lose face and they feel like they're losing something by admitting that, hey, I was looking at things maybe from the wrong angle. I just had the wrong perspective. But all of us have had situations in our lives where we were not as solid on our original point as we thought we were upon further inspection. Maybe your argument was just not that good. All right, this is possible for everybody. All right, this is the way that we learn. When sometimes we realize, okay, maybe I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Maybe there was some knowledge that you simply didn't have. You had a knowledge gap. You had an information gap. There was some ignorance there, some things that you didn't know. And now that you know them, now you're looking at things in a different way. Now that you have gotten that knowledge based on what was thrown at you, you will change your perspective and opinion. Now, how often, again, publicly do you hear somebody change their perspective and openly say, you know what? I thought this way, but now that I have this information, this experience, I'm looking at things differently. This should be happening to every human being on the planet on a consistent basis because we all are learning new things, seeing new things, experiencing new things. And hopefully, if you are a critical thinker, you are thinking about the things that you have decided on in the past and reexamining them and asking yourself, hey, am I actually thinking about this accurately? Am I thinking about this in a way that makes sense? Maybe I had an inaccuracy in my thought process. We should all be looking at things like this on a consistent basis. If you're not doing this, then you have a gap in your critical thinking. We should all have some opinions that are different now than they were in the past. Why? Because we're getting different information and we're looking at things in a different way. So you should keep yourself open to the possibility of changing your perspectives and opinions and seeing things differently when someone or something else provides a different angle from which to look at the subject at hand. Any critical thinker who is confident in their thinking ability is open to this possibility. Being confident in your thinking ability does not mean that you will just stand on anything that you've ever said, regardless of what information is presented to you. It's actually the opposite. Being confident in your thinking ability means you can stand one way on a subject today, but three months from now, if you have new information and new perspectives, you'll say, you know what? I thought this three months ago, but now that I have this information, now I've changed my mind to this, and here's why. person who's confident in your thinking can do that. Now, people who are not confident in your thinking, they'll do the opposite of that and just stand on anything that they've always believed or something that they've already said, even if they no longer believe it, just because they feel like they have to stand solid on things. Now, a lot of people in the world today, and it's not just today, it's always been a thing, that once they declare a position on a certain thing, they feel like it would be a show of weakness or some kind of failure on their part to admit, you know what, I don't think that anymore because, and offer the reason why they don't think that anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing it. It's actually a sign of strength and intelligence to admit that you've changed your mind because it shows that you're a critical thinker and you're open-minded to the fact that whatever you used to think may not necessarily be true. Why? Because time changed, information has changed, you've changed, you got new knowledge and you are thinking differently now maybe than you were thinking when you originally formed your first conclusion. People who are not critical thinkers, the weaklings, mentally weak people, these are the people who will fight tooth and nail to defend any perspective regardless of the evidence, proof and arguments levied against it that they cannot defend against. For example, I talked about this many times over the last three years or so. When the whole COVID virus hit, 
And there were many perspectives, many opinions, many questions being asked. And there was the whole thing. Everybody needs to wear a mask. Everybody should go get that experimental jab in their arm. It's coming out now quietly and slowly, but it's coming out. You can go see this for yourself. You probably have seen it. It was not nearly as loud as the first things that were put out there that someone who gets COVID and has what they call natural immunity, meaning they never got the jab or anything. They just got COVID. They got over COVID. And no, 99% of people who get COVID do not go to the hospital. That's a statistical fact. They got COVID, got over COVID. Their immunity from having had the virus is equal, according to the late, latest things that I've heard, is equal to that of someone who went and got the jab, whatever was in that jab. We're not even going to call it the V word because that's not what it is by definition. They changed the definition of the V word to make it sound like everybody who got the V word actually got a V word when they didn't, if you get what I'm saying. But the people coming out and saying, hey, well, maybe that jab wasn't as effective as we thought it was. Maybe we didn't need to require everybody to get it. Maybe we shouldn't have shamed people or made them feel guilty for not getting it. Nobody's coming out and admitting that. How many people have you heard come out and say that? But how many people did you hear come out and trash and attack the nameless, faceless people who were not getting the jab? How many people did you see get forced to take? How many of you got forced to take the jab? Because if you didn't, you would have lost your job. Or you would not, not have had access to certain facilities or certain people or certain whatever that you normally had access to. And you got bullied into taking the jab or you got duped into taking it because someone convinced you that it would inoculate you from ever getting the virus. All right? And both presidents that we had during that time, both of them said that the Democrat and the Republican, both of them said you get the jab, you're not going to get the virus. We know that's not true. A bunch of people got the jab, got the virus anyway. And then they said silly things like, well, good thing I got the jab because it would have been worse if I didn't get the jab. I heard some people who I know, like, and trust say that stupid shit and it sounded so silly. It got to the point that I just stopped even responding when they would say things like that. It sounded so dumb. I was like, I don't even want to have this conversation. So I'll just let you believe that. Even though, again, these are smart people. They know better. The whole point being critical thinkers, people who are strong in their confidence and their ability to think are willing to admit, you know what? I made that decision. I came to that conclusion based on some bad information. Now that I got better information, I realized that my thinking process was faulty. People who are confident in their thinking can admit that. People who are not confident in their thinking will never admit that. So you look around in life and you can start by looking in the mirror and ask yourself, all right, what type of people are you dealing with? And what type of person are you? Let's be honest about this. You see this happen a lot in today's world, often in spaces where people are supposed to be thought leaders, experts, teachers, etc. These people are often loath to admit that some position that they held three years ago or two weeks ago was actually inaccurate based on information that they now have, and they won't come out and admit it. They'll find a way, they'll find some convoluted way to make themselves right. And this is why we can't trust people who are supposed to be experts anymore because they won't be honest. Even when they realize that they're wrong, even when there's overwhelming proof that what they said back then is not true anymore, they won't admit it. It's not that the truth isn't the truth, it's just they won't admit it. And these are the people that we're supposed to trust to teach us how to think, not what to think. So there are people who will stand on certain arguments, defend them tooth and nail, or advocate and defend them regardless of any evidence put up against their perspectives. And you see this a lot with people who are in the authorship space because you wrote a book. Now, I mean, you got to stand on the book. The book's still on the shelves. Media folks, teachers, professors, others who have planted their flag on a certain subject and thus cannot allow that flag to fall unless the entire facade of their entire career collapses underneath that false information that they put out back then. And we're seeing so much of this these days is one of the reasons why we have so much conflict on certain subjects and in certain spaces, simply because the people that we're supposed to trust as experts won't even admit that their expert opinion and expert information that they put out in the past is no longer true anymore. They won't admit it. 
And because we notice this, even if you can't put it into words the way that I put it into words, we have less trust for these people. And because we have less trust, now we don't know who to trust. And now everybody's running around trying to figure out where do we get information from? This is the reason why I told you in episode 1474, stop watching the news because you can't trust them anymore. All that said, let's recap today's class. This is why you should be happy when people question your points. And this is going to happen. You put out enough information. Somebody's going to question you. Somebody's going to challenge you. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. This can be positive if they do it politely and respectfully. Point number one, this opportunity for you to solidify your argument. Maybe you just didn't make it strong enough. Maybe you didn't provide enough information as to why you're saying what you're saying. So when someone challenges you, you should be happy because they're providing you an opportunity. Number two, you may be challenged to come up with a more solid or a better explanation or justification. Maybe you didn't say it clearly enough. Maybe you're not articulate enough in what you said. Maybe you didn't give enough context as to why you said what you said. So when someone challenges you, it will offer you an opportunity to give more context. Is the reason why I like having this show is I can give full context uninterrupted for as much time as I would like. And this is why my points are usually as solid as they are, if I may say so myself. And point number three, your ideas may not be as strong or as well thought as you thought they were. Maybe your point was just wasn't that good. Upon further examination, when somebody challenges you, you may realize based on their question or their challenge, oh, damn, no, my point wasn't that good. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I didn't say something there. Maybe there's evidence, proof and arguments against what I said that I didn't even realize now that someone's brought it to my attention. You know what? Maybe I had to go back and backtrack a little bit on what I said. And there's nothing wrong with doing this, folks. Again, when you are confident in your thinking, you are willing to admit that maybe you didn't have the right approach. Maybe you didn't have all the information. That's completely okay. People who are confident in their way of thinking are willing to do this. This is what science is supposed to do. This is what academia is supposed to do. It's supposed to be, they call it the rigor of the academic process and the rigor of the scientific process is that someone comes out with a theory or a hypothesis, or even they could come to a conclusion when new evidence and new information is presented to them, that same person should come out and say, now that I have new information, I have a different perspective. How often do you hear that these days? Not much. And this is the reason why we are moving towards a state of higher and higher disorder. All that said, Join Working Your Game University so you can learn how to think critically through my Bulletproof Mindset course, through my ASAP Confidence course, my People Skills course. It's all about communication, leadership, and building rapport with people. All of that is accessible at workingyourgameuniversity.com. And text me, tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.